Welcome, I'm Connor Beaton, and today we are going to talk about how to deal with the laziest part of yourself. So I'm going to start with this. Anthony Bourdain once said, there's a guy in my head, and all he wants to do is lay in bed all day long. Smoke pot, and watch old movies and cartoons. My life is a series of stratagems to avoid and outwit that guy. Who is that guy for you? And what do you want to do to avoid him? Now, he, Anthony Bourdain didn't say the last part. That's a, that's a question um, for you to really think about. And it's a question for you to dive into on your own. So I'm just going to tell you that question again. So the question is, who is that guy for you or that woman for you? And what do you try and do to avoid him? That's just a prompt for you to do some journaling on and do some writing on. Um, but I'm going to give you the, the sort of like four pillars of how I have embarked on this journey of dealing with the lazy person within me. And, you know, first and foremost, just uh, obviously to, to sort of address you know, the fact that in this, this past year, Anthony Bourdain took his life and, and, you know, who knows what he was going through and who knows what was, what was happening within his mindset and his psyche, you know, that, that led him down that path, obviously some personal issues. Um, but it's, you know, it's a good reminder that we can externally appear to have it all and internally feel like we are completely broken. And it's, it's a reminder for us to have compassion with ourselves and to remind ourselves that if we're feeling like that, that we're not alone in that struggle. And to remind ourselves also that just because we feel like we're in a great place in our lives doesn't mean that the people around us are. So to connect with them with more compassion with more empathy and understanding um, than we normally might do so. So, okay, how do we deal and, and face the laziest parts of ourself? Well, first and foremost, the, the very first step for me has always been understanding why it exists. What is the function and the purpose of our lazy part? What is it trying to teach us? What is it trying to tell us? What is it trying to protect us from? What is it trying to sabotage us from? Is it simply there because we really need rest and we've been working ourselves into the ground? Uh, what is it that we are, what is it that it's trying to teach us? So part of this might be, you know, if you are a journaler, if you do some morning writing or some evening writing, is to write down why does my laziness exist and really start to seek to understand why, how it was created. Maybe like for me, my laziness was created in my childhood where I really wanted to escape. There was a lot going on when I was a kid. You know, I, I had a lot of ADD. I had like a lot of energy. Uh, and so I would kind of like max myself out as a kid. I would, I would go, 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 go. I would play hard. I would play sports. You know, I'd go to school. There was like constant energy. And then I, I would sort of like crash and burn and I would spend hours just sort of like lounging around watching TV. And then when I started to get into video games, that became this like big escape mechanism. And very quickly, I had no boundaries around my video games. And so for me, laziness was a way for me to escape having to face the fact that I didn't feel like I had very good grades in, in school, the, having to face the fact that, you know, I struggled with confidence in terms of my intelligence in school, in terms of my ability to read and and, and comprehend the subjects that I was taking. 
And, you know, it, it allowed me to avoid having to deal with the fact that like, you know, my family system wasn't exactly optimal. And there were some challenges in my family, in my family home growing up. And so this laziness started to creep in more and more. And it became the mechanism that allowed me to escape having to deal with my life. And I would escape with video games and junk food and movies and anime, and I would just lounge around. And so my my laziness uh, was there to help me avoid. So my, my laziness was an avoidance tactic. So the second part of how we start to move through and deal with our laziest part, once we understand why it exists and it's sort of like origin story, is that we move into understanding its mechanism. How does it actually operate? So getting really familiar for you in terms of how does your laziness operate on a day-to-day or week-to-week basis? Does it show up when you are faced with having to uh, do a certain task that you don't like doing? Does it show up when you are faced with doing something that you feel like you're not very good at and you feel insecure around? Does it show up when you feel overwhelmed? So getting to know when that laziness shows up and then getting to know what is the laziness mechanism? Like what's your favorite thing to do when you are feeling lazy? Are you the sit on the couch and binge watch, you know, reruns of Friends or Seinfeld on Netflix? Are you the type that sits around and plays video games? Are you the type that just scrolls through social media for hours on end or is on message boards? Uh, Really get to know what that mechanism is. Number three is start to set boundaries with the lazy part in you. Start to set boundaries around, okay, if your, if your laziness mechanism is that you like to spend, let's say, two hours a night just plopping on the couch and watching Netflix, but what you really want to be doing is reading a book, then set a boundary that you will only watch an hour of TV. Now, this might mean that you have to set a timer. This might mean that you set your TV up in such a way where it'll only, uh, like your, your Apple TV will only be on. It might mean that after an hour, the alarm goes off and you unplug the damn thing. But you set up a structure and a framework where you are setting a boundary with your laziness. And along with that boundary is a replacement for what you are going to do. Now, for many people, their laziness is there because they feel anxious, because they feel overwhelmed, because they feel stressed out. And this laziness is like the pendulum swinging in the other direction. It's sort of like the revolt, right? Like remember when you were a kid and you had lots of chores and lots of homework to do and you would just protest, right? You'd kind of like throw a tantrum and you're like, screw all this, I'm not doing any of it. Our laziness can sometimes be a very similar mechanism within us. So we have to set a boundary with it We have to be able to say no to it, but we also have to be able to say, here's what I'm going to replace it with. Because otherwise what happens is all of a sudden we're sitting there twiddling our thumbs and we immediately are like, well, this is uncomfortable. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing instead. I don't have the bandwidth mentally to make a choice right now or a decision. And so we have to make that decision ahead of time. So whatever your laziness mechanism or tactic is, decide what you're going to replace it with. Maybe it's reading a book. Maybe it's listening to an audiobook. Maybe it's going for a walk. Maybe it's going down to the gym in your building or out to the gym. Maybe it is uh, starting a course. Maybe it's doing a course through Udemy or doing it like one of the courses that Devian and I have done. Maybe it's allowing yourself to dig into 
things that you have been curious about and wanting to learn for a little while. But either way, it's a space where you are recharging your battery because a lot of us are are usually lazy in the sense that our bodies, our minds, our emotional body is trying to recharge. Now, if it's if your laziness is the thing that you know is holding you back, then decide what actions you're going to take in place of the laziness. That action might be 20 minutes of responding to email or 20 minutes of writing and journaling. It might be 20, it's setting a timer for 25 minutes to read some specific content or work on a specific project that you have uh, that you have committed to. It might be starting your podcast or starting to write your book or whatever that is. Now, the last piece, step number four, is create a space specifically for your laziness. Now, this might sound a little bit odd, but I actually carve out time for myself to, to give myself permission to just be lazy. And in that moment, I'll, I'll, I'll literally say, okay, I'm just going to do nothing. That might be uh, Netflix and chill and just hang out and watch watch a show. I happen to like anime, fun fact about me. <laughs> so my laziness, my form of laziness is that I'll say, okay, on a Saturday at a specific time or Thursday night at a specific time, I'm giving myself, I'm gifting myself an hour of anime. And that's my permission to just like relax. I put my phone away. I don't worry about anything else. And maybe I'll make some popcorn or, you know, have like a little snack, something healthy, a smoothie or something like that. And I'll just relax and I'll veg out and I'll not worry about anything else. And it's my full permission to be lazy. I'll get super comfortable. Maybe there's a blanket involved. Maybe there's like, some, you know, some of my favorite comfy clothes and I'll just go all in on the laziness and I give it permission fully in those moments so that I can set boundaries with it outside of that. Normally what happens, the reason why people have a really dysfunctional relationship with their laziness most of the time is because they are rejecting it all the time. They are rejecting their laziness whenever it shows up. So the balance here is knowing when to set boundaries with it, knowing how to set boundaries with it, being able to strengthen your, your discipline in saying no to your laziness the majority of the time while carving out a space that is specifically to give it permission to exist. Because if we try and reject it entirely, it will work against us, I promise you. It'll create resistance within us. So... Those are my four steps for you. Just to recap, understand why your laziness exists and understand its origin story. Number two, understands its mechanism, how it operates, when it likes to show up, what it likes to do. Number three, start to set boundaries with that laziness. Start to say no to it. So really create a list of things that you are not going to allow your laziness to do anymore. And you're going to start to say no to yourself and, and really understand what you're going to replace it with there. And number four, create a space specifically for your laziness that is structured, that is boundaried, and it's kind of like a SMART goal, right? Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. That's a SMART goal. So create a SMART container for your laziness. It's specific, it's measurable, it's attainable, it's also time-bound, that's the boundary, uh, and and it's, I missed the last one, SMART, there we go. <laughs> yeah, time-bound, <laughs> there we go. Uh, so create a container around it so that your laziness has a space, but it doesn't bleed out into the rest of your life. So 
thank you so much for tuning in today. Please share this with uh, you know someone that you know would benefit from this. Uh, if you share it on social media, please tag me in it, at Man Talks. I would love to share you and, and your post. Uh, and until next week, this is Connor Beaton signing off. Join me next week for another inspiring conversation.